Well, I uh, am going to talk today a little bit about uh, DART, FFI, um, interoperability, communication, uh, loosely coupled design. So that's a lot. But uh, basically what loosely coupled design is, is uh, that uh, you have things in layers and that things are isolated into specific functionality. So you don't want to mix your interface with your uh, business logic and with your data access layer. And so, you know, the DAL, D-A-L, uh, data access layer, was uh, really big in the, uh, the 90s. Microsoft introduced the three layers, uh, data, uh, business logic, and presentation. And so they were thinking about this in their design and uh, uh, you had great products like Visual C++ and Visual Basic and Fortran uh, that you could build your interface. Uh, you could build your business logic through COM, DCOM, uh, remote uh, COM, which would be DCOM, and uh, ActiveX for the front end, <clears throat> and ATL, and... Um, web services and so these things kind of morphed into what we have now uh, with web api with the http server the http server component allowed for a stateless uh, machine which is interesting in dart that they have both stateful and stateless um, widgets but the http server by itself is a stateless machine and uh, so it's, uh, it's going to have a, a re request and response, and uh, it resolves addresses through a DNS and server, and then you have an IIS server uh, on the back end who's listening. Um, and this is the Microsoft architecture, and you can go through and get certifications and stuff for learn how to do these things, or you can just start working with them. And uh, I've, I really haven't liked to do DevOps too much, uh, but you know, you have to do it. And uh, so you learn. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about uh, Web API and why you need it. Basically, I was a little bit surprised, but there is uh, no real direct way to communicate with SQL Server uh, from Dart. And uh, I did put a request in with Microsoft that they build a, a layer there where you can uh, client in Dart that lets you talk directly to um, the SQL Server through TCP/IP, but uh, it doesn't exist right now. And uh, and uh, you can use uh, MSSQL, uh, but Dart MSQL package, and I uh, thought that that would be the solution. Tried it and uh, got compiler error, so I gave up on it. But uh, so that leaves you back with uh, uh, communicating with uh, SQL Server using uh, Web API. And the way that's done is that you're going to take your class in Dart, convert it into a JSON string, send it over to an API call on a controller, Web API controller. Web API controller resolves the URI path and to a method and then you have 
um, an action that's going to occur. You'll have uh, what I did is build a unit of work and a repository pattern. And then you either transact the data through a CRUD. So you have your RESTful calls again. You have your post, put, uh, uh, patch, delete, and uh, get. <clears throat> and those, those uh, RESTful calls then allow you to transact against the database. Um, and then uh, you get your uh, action results and, uh, and you get your statuses uh, that the HTTP server returns back to uh, your calling browser, uh, which will be the client, and you get a message there uh, in the dart telling you whether it was a successful transmission or if uh, it was unable to find the resource or if there was an error that occurred. And so uh, setting up the web API is really critical. And what I did was uh, I went into uh, uh, Windows, and then what you have to do to activate IIS on your machine is you uh, there's uh, Windows features, and you can t you turn on uh, your IIS manager. If you want to have FTP, you have to turn on your FTP uh, feature, and, uh, and then um, you will have to also install if you're using .NET Core. You will have to install a um, web hosting software. You can find that on a, just searching Google. And uh, there's a, a web hosting um, package that you need to download and install on your machine. And that allows you then to run the .NET Core uh, in, in your uh, IIS server. So... Uh, uh, once you have that, everything's looking good. You have a, you go in, you have a, a host, and uh, and then you can add a site. There's a default website by default, and the real tricky thing on this is uh, that uh, you you want to make it look like you're actually a web server, and so in order to do that, um, you'll go into you'll create your new website and uh, give it a name and a, and a path and. What I did is I wanted to separate my Dart uh, code from my web API code. I didn't want them in the same uh, website. So I had one website with the API and one with the, with the Dart code. And then the Dart code will make an um, interoperability called web API calls to the other site for serving up the data. So separate the UI from the from the middle layer uh, and the back end, and, uh, and then uh, use use Microsoft Visual Studio package deployment to uh, copy it over, and uh, you can use a Visual Studio code to copy over your Dart code. I like working in code for Dart; it's just uh, the colors are a little bit better. And uh, frankly, Visual Studio I was kind of surprised doesn't have. A template for Dart that I could see, so uh, put in a request for that and uh, try to get that up to the same and working in uh, one one environment, which is I like to do Visual Studio. So uh, once you have that, um, then uh, on your bindings, what you need to do is there's three ways you can connect to your your site. You can use IP, uh, you can use uh, host name. And you can use DNS. Um, so the way that uh, 
I, I did it was uh, I opened my host file and I wanted one to be API and one to be the regular Dart host site and uh, gave it a name and then use ipconfig to find out what my uh, machine IP address was. And then you have to open up your, uh, your host file um, in administration mode so you can save it. And uh, you put your IP address in and associate that to your website's API website and to your Dart website. And, uh, and then save it. And then you can use, uh, you can use app app cmd command uh, site list space site space list and that will show you all your websites that you currently have bindings for and it'll show you the ports that you're on now uh, microsoft iis does allow you to have multiple websites on one one ip port and same part and you can share that ip address uh, so those are those are important uh facts and there's a lot of websites that show you how to do that but uh, the main thing is you want to set up your host file and you also want to make sure that you have your bindings right uh, then uh, you just launch it and test it and uh, and on, after you've deployed your api and you've deployed your dart code it all comes up and works so it's it's really cool that way so the devops then uh uh, is reduced down to a push of the button so you can uh, do your development and get and uh, repository save it and uh, and then just do your publish uh, there's probably a way you can set up a continuous integration continuous deployment through a pipeline i wasn't interested in doing that because i don't have rights to do that so uh, i just wanted to do publish and and that worked fine for me so uh, then once you have that capability, then you're obviously going to want to put it in security. And uh, then the way you could do that is through some sort of tokenized security or uh, uh, JWT security and, and those, that kind of encryption. And then that'll work fine that way. One other thing I wanted to bring out is that the IIS server um, w does not require Kestrel. It can run an in-process um, worker process, and so um, you don't have to do reverse proxy or proxy. It's super nice. Uh, just deploy your code, and it works.